And now, it's the first of the month. You know what that means. It's the Marv Cutler Show. The man that's celebrating his birthday. Don't ask him how old he is this week. Live from Las Vegas, your host, Marv Cutler. Hey, all I can say, Pete, is uh, uh, it's uh, how fast uh, three quarters of a century goes by. <laughs> That's amazing, buddy. Congratulations. Thank you. Anyways, good evening, um, America. Good evening, world. And good evening, Joy. <laughs> uh, a little, I'm a little bit under the weather, uh, but I'm, I'm going I'm to get through this um, as best I can. I... Um, I got a, an interesting show this evening. Um, um, uh, this is a busy week for me. Um, as soon as the show is over, I'm going over to the arena football game at uh, Thomas and Max Center in Las Vegas. Um, when the Las Vegas Outlaws will play the uh, Los Angeles Kiss, which will be a battle of the rock stars because uh, the Outlaws are owned by Vince Neil of Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Kiss is owned by Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley, and then on um, and then tomorrow is the opening of the National Hardware and Housewares Show uh, at the Las Vegas Convention Center, and also on Wednesday, uh, as, as uh, Pete mentioned, it's my birthday, and uh, so it's a very busy week. And my show tonight, we're going to have uh, a lot of reviews on uh, concerts and and comedy. Um, some wonderful and not so wonderful restaurants, book reviews, and a, a terrific new alternative health product. Let's start off um, telling you about the Las Vegas Philharmonic that will be uh, that was um, at the Smith Center in Las Vegas last Saturday night. Wonderful, wonderful orchestra, as I told you before. Music director Donato Cabrera, and they did some, some really wonderful pieces with Masterworks Five: A Hundred Years of Music, and they opened up with. A piece by John Adams, um, who's um, a resident of, uh, of Worcester, Mass. And they played his The Chairman Dances, Fox Trot for Orchestra. This is, a, this is an amazing piece. It was um, written by John Adams as part of his um, uh, opera, Nixon in China. And this is a, such a great piece. It's, it's, it's a very strange piece. And um, it's, uh, if you ever get a chance to hear this, uh, I'll get the recording somewhere because I heard it in the radio by another orchestra about three days later, the chairman dances, wonderful piece of music and really a strange piece of music. Then they uh, follow that with um, Rachmaninoff's Rhapsody on a theme of page nine. Oh, I'm sorry, that's Paganini. <laughs> and that was uh, solo. Uh, Joyce Yang was absolutely wonderful. And uh, Tchaikovsky's Symphony Number no. 5. So it was a wonderful evening, great music. The Las Vegas Philharmonic is a is a is a great orchestra, and um, coming up uh, next month, uh, well, I'll be out of town, so I'll, I'll miss this one. Uh, I really hate to miss it, but I will be missing it. And um, next month, they're going to be doing a, a tribute to the music of Frank Sinatra in their Pops Five concert. This is a wonderful orchestra. If you're in Las Vegas, or you have a chance to um, uh, get to Vegas, uh, you got to hear this orchestra. This is this orchestra. It's spectacular, and, and the Smith Center is a wonderful place for a concert. Um, also, uh, this past week at the um, Smith Center, I saw a, a wonderful comedy show called Cannoli, Lutkas, and Guilt. The Therapy Continues. It's uh, with Steve Solomon, 
who's the creator of this um, wonderful show. It's one of the funniest shows I've ever seen, and it's really enjoyable. And I'm sure it's playing somewhere uh, in your area. So if you get a chance to, to see this show, um, Steve Solomon's Cannoli, Rutgers, and Guild, The Therapy Continues. It's a, it's a wonderful show, and um, um, I, like I tell you, don't miss it. It's, it's, it's really, really enjoyable. A couple weeks ago, I saw a show at the, the D Casino in Las Vegas, um, Defending the Caveman and Relationships are a Laughing Matter, starring Kevin Burke. And I hate to say this, but uh, it's not a show that I would recommend you see. Uh, it, uh, it wasn't one of the, my most favorite shows. Um, Why is that? Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't that funny. <laughs> I hate that. You so, get all um, pumped up to go to a comedy show, and then the people bomb. It was not good. I just went to a, a comedy club a couple of weeks ago, and the person was touring with uh, another comedian who I believe he was on Dumb and Dumber as the cop. I'm, I'm, his name is escaping me right now, and I thought he was going to be really good, and he was really terrible. Just bombed. I mean, it put me to sleep. It wasn't even funny. Yeah. It's been running in Vegas for eight years, but... Um... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's uh, that's my review of the caveman, <laughs> defending the caveman, and uh, that's about that's all I can say about it. Um, while I was in a couple a couple weeks ago, when I was in um, the San Diego um, Oceanside area, I I visited uh, my favorite um, concert venue, uh, the Athenaeum. Music and Arts Library. Now, the Athenaeum Music and Arts Library is a, is a beautiful library. It's an old, old library in La Jolla. And uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, venue for, for a chamber music concert. And then there was a jazz concert um, uh, put on by the Athenaeum at the Scripps Research Center. Uh, first, I want to tell you about the um, chamber music concert. This this is one of the, the, the finest trios I've, I've ever heard, the, the Neve Trio. It's a, a terrific trio, and it features Anna Williams, Anna Marie Williams uh, on violin, and uh, she's from Carlisle, Massachusetts, and um, Mikhail Vizilov uh, on cello. He's from St. Petersburg, Russia. No, not St. Petersburg, where you are, uh, Pete. Mm -hmm. And um, Tony James on piano, who I think I heard she was from Scotland. Um, by the way, I just want to tell you an, an interesting side note where this name Neve Trio came from. Um, a friend of um, the trio uh, was paralyzed from an accident, and his daughter was named Neve, and, and the Neve Trio would play for him and his assisted, assisted living home, and, um, and, they, and they named it after... Uh, they loved this man so much, they named it after his daughter, Neve. A funny coincidence is uh, the following Friday, I was at a friend's house in Palm Springs, and there was a gentleman there uh, at dinner. Uh, we had dinner there, and uh, the gentleman, and um, uh, he was uh, Israeli, and his name was Neve. So um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's the first time I've heard the name. It's a, it's a, it's a Gaelic name, and maybe an Israeli name also. The first time I heard the word the name Neve, and I heard it twice in one week. Hmm. But let me tell you about the concert. They, 
not only were they were they great musicians, but they they had a, a, a wonderful, wonderful um, music selections. And uh, they started off with um, the piano trio number six in G major by Mozart, which was, was magnificent. And then the piano trio number one in B flat major by Franz Schubert. Uh, wonderful, wonderful music. And then uh, they finished off with the piano trio number three in F minor by Dvorak. Uh, this is a wonderful group. I can't say enough about them. They're, they're wonderful people, uh, young young people, and they, they do a great job. And if you get to hear the Neve Trio in your area, you got to check them out because this is an absolutely wonderful uh, group uh, for chamber music. And um, I'm sure that if you, if you get to hear them like I did, uh, you'll enjoy them as much as I did. Also, um, at the Athenaeum, uh, uh, there was a jazz concert at, the, like I said, the Scripps uh, Research Center that featured Willie Jones the Third Quintet. Uh, Willie Jones the Third on drums, Ralph Moore on tenor sax, Gilbert Castellanos on trumpet, um, the amazing Eric Reed on piano, and uh, my, one of my favorite bassists, um, Buster Williams. And what a what a fabulous group! Uh, the Athenaeum. I've been I've been covering concerts at the Athenaeum in La Jolla for for many many years, and I haven't been there for three or four. But I've heard some great great musicians, great concerts uh, with jazz and classical. So um, if you um, ever get a chance to hear Willie Joe, but buy his uh, CDs. I mean, he's uh, he's incredible. Now I've I've covered uh, drummers uh, from for many years. I, I was even at the um, the original battle of the drums with uh, Gene Cooper and uh, and Buddy Rich. I also um, produced myself uh, uh, Buddy Rich in concert in Boston, Astoriaville, many years ago. So I've been around drummers for a long time, and I've I've seen the best uh, Max Roach and um, uh, like I said, Cooper and and and, and Buddy Rich and. Um, I, I can't. This this is the, probably one of the best drummers, the flashiest drummers I, I've seen in, in, in my lifetime. I mean, Willie Jones the Third is an amazing, amazing drummer, and he had an amazing quintet. And um, this was at the Scripps Research Institute, uh, put on by the Athenaeum. And uh, just to show you how wonderful this Willie Jones uh, the Third is, let's hear some music by him. All right, sounds good.
third. And um, uh, I'll go and see. These are great. You've got to see. If you get a chance to see Willie in, in person and see some of his drum solos, he's absolutely amazing. Uh, he really, he really amazed me. And like I said, I've been around a lot of drummers for ma- for many years. So um, uh, he, he really, he re- like I said, he really, really amazed me. And um, I want to talk about some rest- a couple of restaurants now. Um, and when I was in San Diego, I dined at the uh, Cosmopolitan Restaurant and Hotel. Now, I dined there a few years ago. It's under new ownership now. And when I dined there a few years ago, it was in my top five nationally. And um, the new owners are still keeping up the great tradition of great food. It was a, it was a great evening. Um, I spent um, the first hour or so out on the port. This is a, a haunted hotel. Um, they have about uh, 13 rooms, and um, and last time I was there, I took a tour of the hotel, and I, I, I heard some interesting stories about this place, and it's um, it's an amazing place, but the food is, is magnificent. But I started off, um, the hostess, uh, I knew that I smoked cigars, so she wanted me to sit out on the porch. It's, a, it's an old fashion style, which is an old-fashioned style hotel like something you see in the South. And um, so I I was out on the porch, and I was um, uh, watching uh, the people go by and smoking a cigar and um, being inundated with um, Cadillac margaritas for about a little over an hour. And um, and and then I went in and I died. Now, this, um, the food there is absolutely... Unbelievable! Uh, like for an appetizer, the um, the ahi lettuce cups. Oh man, uh, this um, I, I I haven't had ahi this way, and it was it was really wonderful. It's um, garlic and ginger and julienne vegetables and cilantro and some baby iceberg and oh man, it was magnificent. Sounds the great. Course, I had oh, it was a really great peak. Um, <laughs> Great appetizer. And the main course was espresso braised short ribs oh. with the pan-fried garlic Brussels sprouts, herbed marble potatoes, and uh, natural hot juice. Oh, man. <laughs> Making me hungry here, Marv. Come on, stop teasing me. I know. I've never had, I've never had short ribs uh, like that before. They were really amazing. Espresso braised short ribs. And um, the um, the desserts uh, are phenomenal. Um, I can't say enough about this restaurant. And then they have um, on on Sundays they have a Sunday brunch uh, every Sunday from ten to two, and they they make eggs your way in ways you've never imagined, including five variations of eggs Benedict, as hmm. well as many many other things. Um, so, uh, and, and, and the beauty of this, if you're a family and you're going to dine there, uh, kids eat free every day. That's awesome. It's a, it's a wonderful place. And um, Gambino, the server, I can't say enough about Gambino. He he was terrific. And uh, I met Nico, the chef, who was absolutely amazing and, and these dishes that he creates. Um, uh, this is a wonderful, wonderful restaurant, the Cosmopolitan Restaurant and Hotel in Old Town, San Diego. It's in the it's in the Old Town Park in San Diego. It's absolutely magnificent, and 
Uh, I think I'll go back again because I'm going to be in San Diego in a couple of weeks. Then I'll go back there again because I want to try this Sunday brunch. It's um, it's an amazing, amazing restaurant and absolutely wonderful. Now, I was also, you know, I spent most of my time in, in Oceanside, and I'll tell you a little bit about Oceanside, California, if you don't know anything about it, as far as um, the restaurants go. If you go down the main street, which is fairly long, um, all you see is um, fast food restaurants or fast food joints, whatever you want to call them, uh, mostly Mexican, and um, also um, breweries. There's a number of breweries just opened, so they're big beer houses, and that's basically all you see. Well, a couple of guys decided they wanted to open a restaurant to let people in Oceanside taste some real, real food. So they opened a place called Masters. The reason it's called Masters is the restaurant is in an old auto parts building, and they did a remarkable job with it. And it still has a lot of the old atmosphere in there, but they, they did some amazing work. And and the food is... Um, is uh, simply simply wonderful, and um, oh, I'll tell you the, the Caesar salad with Levine bread, croutons, shaved pecorino, anchovy fillets, un unbelievable. The um, uh, the catch of the day, um, I happened to have the day I was there was a grouper, real grouper, because a lot of places in Florida they call it grouper, they give you something else. But this, this was real grouper, and um, it was uh, cooked in a, a lemongrass tea broth with rice noodles and green papaya salad. I'll tell you, this this um, grouper was, was unbelievable. They absolutely wonderful desserts. Uh, I tried a couple. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to disturb um, um, Pete when I talk about these. Um, these desserts, but uh, oh, well, I'll tell you, what I had that was really <laughs> was the ice cream sandwich, with, which was a fresh baked cookie, oh. house made ice cream. Now you're making me even hungrier. I didn't eat before I went. I came here. I got to eat next time because I'm getting really hungry after hearing all this food. Tell me something. The espresso ribs does that keep you up all night long? Besides, you know, have that tangy taste to it. Actually, they didn't, and and they even served these craft cocktails that were created by uh, by uh, people that work in uh, in the restaurant. And I had uh, the fortune teller, hmm. which was by Sarah, which was Broca's gin, Campari, which Campari is like one of my favorite liqueurs, Saint Germain elderflower liqueur, and fresh lemon. It's shaken and strained and served up with a lemon twist. What a what a wonderful tasting drink that was. And um, this is a wonderful restaurant. It's Masters. It's, uh, the executive chef is Chris Gallo. And they're on Pacific Highway in uh, the Coast Highway, actually. The Coast Highway in Oceanside. Masters Kitchen and Cocktails. Absolutely wonderful, wonderful restaurant. Now, the other night, 
I discovered an amazing restaurant here in Las Vegas. I hope you get something to eat there. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder what I'm going to do when I get out of here, huh? I know, I know. I, I went to a Ponda Laranjais, by the way. It's, it's, like I said, I've been a little bit under the weather. But anyway, I was at the... Um, that's all right. That's your golden voice of radio right there. It's pretty good, right. buddy. Yeah, a little raspy. The women like a little bit of raspy, and your your birthday's in a couple of days, so you're excused. You're all right. Oh, okay. Anyway, I went to this restaurant called the Bob Dis- Dis- Bob Distro. Straighten out, tongue. Bob Distro. And um, the Bob Distro is in the um, Arts District, downtown Las Vegas. And it was... Um, uh, it was a magnificent, um, magnificent restaurant. Um, you know, when you walk in, you don't know what to expect because it's in an old uh, factory-type building. Um, it's got some really old, old Las Vegas atmosphere and some amazing, um, uh, amazing food there. Right? Um, I can't, I can't say enough about. The Bob Bistro. Um, um, uh, Susan and I w- were there, and we had some some really great dishes. Uh, but the tapas uh, to start off with. Um, I had the grilled fish tacos, which is gluten free, is made with mahi mahi, napa cabbage, pineapple salsa, and tomatillo sauce. I mean, this is. Um, Wonderful, uh, wonderful uh, tapas, and uh, uh, Susan had the um, macaroni and four cheese. Oh, uh, smoked gouda, chopped cheddar, fontina, and, and cotilla cheeses, roasted tomato, and red peppers. And then we had some sweet potato fries with that. They have a lot of uh, gluten-free uh, dishes there, and um, they have some. Some vegan dishes also, so it's a, it's not only great food, uh, they have a lot of healthy food over there. Well, it seems uh, like that's the end thing today, gluten free. It seems like everybody's getting on that bandwagon, which is great. You know, healthy food's right. going to cost you a lot, but it's going to be better for you in the long run. You get, it's going to uh-huh. actually give you an opportunity to live until you're 75, 80 years old, Marv Cutler. That's why you you're living so long here because you're eating well. That's enough of the age. Come on, we. We, we, I said it was. Hopefully, it went by everybody. And, uh, <laughs> that that's something you should be proud of, though. That's great, buddy. <laughs> anyway, um, for main course, uh, Susan wanted some. Um, um, she wanted a warm pastrami sandwich. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and it was a, a spicy mustard aioli. Oh, that's um, good. On marble rye. I mean, it was. Uh, I had some of that uh, hers, and I tried it. It was 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 uh, absolutely wonderful. My main course was um, uh, the uh, the seared salmon um, with a black bean cake, slices of avocado, orange sauce, fresh cilantro, diced tomato, and white wine. Wow! What did you not eat that night? <laughs> and then, and then uh, the dessert menu. Uh, I had the um, 
uh, the B&B chocolate vegan cake. Which oh. Chocolate glaze and ice cold soy milk. <laughs> wow. That sounds and, great. And I'll tell you an interesting story. Uh, uh, we had the wine list, and I we just opted for some um, Cabernet, and we ordered a glass of uh, Cabernet each. And then I I said, well, why don't we change it? Why don't we get a bottle? Not knowing what was coming. <laughs> so we changed it to a bottle, and they run out a bottle. I don't know. It was a Magnum or a half a gallon or what. It was, <laughs> it was huge. so you're drinking all night long you're eating all night long you're eating this great healthy food i mean you're just living the lifestyle here buddy i guess anyway (laughs) it was um it was absolutely amazing that they would serve a bottle of 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 wine uh like that it was the house wine actually it's it's a it was a domino wine it was it was um they fill it up with the house wine, but the the size of the bottle was so amazing, I I, I couldn't believe it. So um, if you want great food and a nice wine list, you got to check Bob Bistro out in Las Vegas. It's an absolutely um, wonderful, uh, wonderful place. Um, I want to mention a a theater I, uh, I went to in San Diego, and then we'll hear a little bit more music before we continue on. Um, the Signa Theater, which is in the um, uh, Old Town Theater in San Diego, did a wonderful production of My Fair Lady. And for a local group, this is one of the best versions of My Fair Lady I have ever seen. And um, it featured a, a, a terrific ensemble cast. Um, and I really enjoyed it. It was um, led by uh, uh, Sean Murray, who was also the director. He played and Henry Higgins and <laughs> it was a wonderful show and um, I really enjoyed it and I I want to mention that um, uh, when I when I go back to San Diego in a couple of weeks uh, there's a new show opening I won't be I won't review it because um, I'm only gonna be there during preview night it's opening in a couple of weeks and um, it's called the wheel and it's a story about a 600 pound plus man and uh, I guess it's a complete, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing it. But they, they, the Signet Theater puts on some wonderful shows, and um, and uh, I, every time I go to San Diego, go to a show there, I, I'm never, never, ever um, uh, disappointed. I've never been to so California before, so Oceanside and San Diego, those are the places to go? Uh, well, I'm not, I'm not sure too much about Oceanside, though. I guess some Oceanside reviews coming up that uh, do not make the uh, <laughs> do not make the top of my list. Mm-hmm. But San Diego, uh, La Jolla, uh, those are those are the places. Um, anyway, I want to mention that the original uh, Drifters um, were led by Clyde McFadder and uh, Bill Pinkney. Uh, that was a wonderful group. I I actually got to see the original Drifters. Um, back in the 50s uh, with Clyde and, and Bill. And uh, I saw Bill a few years ago here in Las Vegas with, when he had his original Drifters group. Um, and he, he, we lost him in, in 2007. Um, but this was a wonderful group. And then after, after Clyde left, um, uh, little David Bond uh, took over as a lead singer, and then Johnny Moore took over. 
But then after Johnny Moore, it became sort of a, a rather than an R&B group, it became, the Drifters became more of a soul group. And um, the lead singer, the main, there was three lead singers at the time. There was um, three tenors, and the main lead singer was a, a fellow we all, all know and love, an icon in, um, in music, uh, Benny King. Um, we lost Benny um, last week at the age of 76, and uh, we're really going to miss him. He was, a, he was a wonderful singer, a wonderful gentleman, and his recording of Stand By Me um, was put into the archives of the Smithsonian Institute. So here's uh, Benny King and Stand By Me. When the night has come And the land is dark And the moon is the only light we'll see No, I won't be afraid Oh, I won't be afraid Just as long as you stand Stand by Should crumble to the sea I won't cry, I won't cry No, I won't shed a tear Just as long as you stand Stand by me Yes, it was. That was the end of it there. And you know, any any time I hear that song, I always think about the movie. Did you like the movie with uh, Will Wheaton and uh, uh, River Phoenix in the eighties? Did it was you? All right. Did you like that movie? Right. Yeah, it was all right. 
I wasn't a big fan of it, but it was all right. So you're in Las Vegas. I know the big story that you were talking to me off air about was uh, the boxing match. Well, Talk about that. Talk about that afterwards, because I still got a lot more reviews to do here. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I, after I left, uh, while well, I was still in Oceanside, I should say, I went to a res- Italian restaurant called Rosino's at Rancho del Oro, and a cute little restaurant, excellent service. Um, but that's about the most I can say. Um, the Italian wedding soup which was very tasty and lukewarm. And um, then I had uh, I had a chicken dish that um, was um, was interesting, uh, but it lacked, it lacked flavor. Putanesca con pollo, con pollo. Uh, spicy tomato sauce with black olives, uh, capers and garlic, and Popular chicken breast, but um, it, it, it lacked it lacked taste, and um, that's about um, the most I, I can say about it. Uh, uh, a couple of restaurants I went to that I was really disappointed in in Oceanside. I went to the Outback Steakhouse, which I usually um, uh, really enjoy, um, and uh, this is the third time I've been to the one in Oceanside, but. This time it, it sort of lacked uh, the quality I'm usually expecting over at the Outback. I, uh, the, what I did like was the Ahi Asian Slaw, uh, which was really good. Uh, the Porterhouse was uh, was was okay. Um, the fries were all right, and then and then the dessert was really good. The, the Sydney Sinful Sunday. So, um, um, but I was I was disappointed in the, in the service and the and the quality of the of the of the, uh, of the food. Um, another place I went to um, uh, was Romano's Macaroni Grill, and um, that was uh, uh, not the quality I usually expect from Romano's. Uh, and the and the service there, like like on the, I ordered um, a steak calabrese. Uh, which, if you're Italian, it's a thick-headed steak. Well, anyway, <laughs> I had a steak calabrese. Um, the lentil soup was good. The steak calabrese, she said, how do you want to cook? They said, rare. And when they brought it, it was uh, it was medium. And I said, um, and I, I if, if I say rare, you know, I, I didn't send it back. I ate it, but uh, it was all right. Um, uh, and the and the, the pasta was, was okay. And, and, and the house wine is interesting. It's on the honor system. And um, they leave you a bottle, and you, you, you mark down on the table how many how many glasses you drank. Um, and um, they also had a, a somewhat good uh, tiramisu. Uh, but other than that, it was it was very uh, disappointing. And um, another dis- really disappointing restaurant was uh, Fred's Mexican Cafe in Old Town, San Diego. And I should have known better than to go into a Mexican cafe named Fred. <laughs> <laughs> and they, you know, if his name is Alfredo, then he should have put Alfredo. But it's, a, it's Mexican cafe, and there's like uh, four or five of them in the Southern California area. And um, it's, 
Um, Should be Pedro's, so, right? If it's Pedro's, it's good to go. But if it's like Fred's, then right. yeah, it's it's not going to be good. Yeah, but they, <laughs> no telling what you get. The service was the service was the worst service I ever had. Wow. <laughs> So the food anyway. wasn't even the worst part. It was the service. I hate when that happens. Oh no, no! I had um, uh, I had a carne asada, which is a steak, and it was supposed to have a mojito sauce on it. There was no sauce on the steak. It was a wasn't a very really good steak. And uh, enough, <laughs> enough, <laughs> enough for restaurants. That, that's that's it. I, I ate enough in the last couple of weeks. I guess so. <laughs> You're on that seafood diet. Seafood and eat it. <laughs> right. All right. Let me talk about something interesting that 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 is really good if you want to uh, nail a healthier lifestyle. I just received a new product a few days ago called a bed of nails. Now, this is it's an interesting item. It's, it's a thin mattress covered by eight thousand eight hundred and twenty plastic nails. Huh. <laughs> now I remember to uh, like uh, thirty years ago, back in in Long Beach. Um, I was at a sideshow. That's when they had sideshows there. And um, there was a guy uh, uh, laying on a bed of nails. He's one of those yogis. And he was laying on a bed of nails. And they they, they, they try to find somebody in the audience to stand on him. And, you know, I'm not a little guy. So they happened to pick me. And and as soon as I put my first foot on the guy, some woman in the, in the audience actually fainted. <laughs> <laughs> all that food you ate, right? <laughs> but anyways, um, this bed of nails is inspired by ancient Indian healing tradition. It is believed to have been around for thousands of years, and today it's reinvented in a more modern form with thousands of non-toxic plastic spikes, harmless to the skin, but with all the healing benefits of its legendary ancestor. Um, it's, um, it's, I've, I've, tried, I've used it, and... Uh, it's really a it's really a wonderful product, and, and you know, being an acupuncturist myself, uh, this is a terrific product. It's, it, it, it covers all the acupuncture points, acupressure, acupuncture points um, on your back when you're laying on it, and improves circulation, increases energy levels, reduces blood pressure, uh, reduces stress and anxiety, improves sleep and relieves insomnia. I actually I spoke that in the last couple of days since I've been using this. Um, it alleviates cellulite and there's a lot of wonderful things. It's a it's a terrific product, and um, I, I I use it um, every day since I've got it, and um, it, I'm really enjoying it, and I'm feeling a lot better uh, using this. It's, it's terrific, and um, uh, if you want some more information on Bed of Nails, go to bedofnails.org, and you can check out uh, this product. It's it's a really wonderful product, and um, I really enjoy using it. And um, I want to um, uh, highly recommend the, the bed of nails. The great BB King is uh, is very ill. He's in hospice at home here in Las Vegas, and um, he's not. From what I understand, he's not doing that well. And um, he's a great icon of blues. He's a great. Great, great man. He's a beautiful guy. I, I met him many years ago up in Montreal with um, with Big Mama Thornton, who actually wrote Hound Dog, not Lieber and Stoller. But I was at a concert with Big Mama Thornton and B.B. And King, and I, I, I met them, both of them, um, 
And Monte is a beautiful guy. Um, I can't say enough about B.B. King. Here's B.B. Uh, King and, uh, and praying for him. Here's the Phil's run.
Okay. Um, I have some books to review here. Um, Edgar Casey's AIE Press and Fourth Dimension Press has a couple of new books that just came out. And um, I want to tell you about them. Um, uh, this this first one is a wonderful book I'm, I'm reading right now. It's called The Quickening and by Greg Unterberger. And he um, dares you to enter a miraculous world which where ancient spiritual wisdom meets the cutting-edge technologies of the new millennium. Find out how to shift your consciousness on demand to that of a Tibetan monk without years of meditative practice. And you can hear how you have profound, life-changing visionary experiences, formerly the realm of saints and geniuses. This is this is a terrific book. Uh, Greg does a, a terrific job in this book, and uh, I'm really enjoying it. And uh, as, as most of you know, besides being an acupuncturist, I'm also a hypnotherapist, and there's a lot of information on hypnosis um, in this book. It's really, really, really a good book. Also, another terrific book is um, um, Creative Synergy, uh, Using Art, Science, and Philosophy to Self-Actualize Your Life. is by Bunny Crane Columbus, who's a Ph.D. and professor of transpersonal studies at Atlantic University. And when we act in cooperation with the force, using our whole being to integrate and cooperate with what is trying to happen already, and every aspect of our lives is transformed. In the act of cooperating with the universe, we can aid our own self-actualization, as well as the continuing evolution of life and culture on the planet. We become whole as we make others and the culture more whole, and we can then embrace our life's mission and the part we play in the universe. Also, the, um, the Jewish Publication Society and the University of Nebraska Press has a couple of new books. Um, Seeking the Jewish Spirit, The Heart of the Matter, Studies in Jewish Mysticism and Theology by Arthur Green. And uh, Judaism, like all great religions, has a strand within it that sees inward devotion, the opening of the human heart to God's presence, to be the purpose of its entire edifice of praxis liturgy and a way, and a way of life. It's a, a wonderful book, The Heart of the Matter, Studies in Jewish Mysticism and Theology by Arthur Green. And another book, is by Mika Goodman, Maimonides, in the book that changed Judaism, Secrets of the Guide for the Perplexed. And uh, it tops the best solos in Israel. The original Hebrew edition of Maimonides and the book that changed Judaism has been called the most successful book ever published in Israel on the preeminent medieval Jewish maker Moses Maimonides. Spanish subjects from God, prophecy, miracles, revelation, and evil to politics, messianism, uh, reason and, uh, and religion, and the therapeutic role of doubt. This is a, another wonderful book. And one of these in the book that changed Judaism, Secrets of Guides to the Flex. So that's all I do with my um, feet. I, I read books and I um, and I eat and eat and drink. Now yeah, sounds like a good life again. Living living a charmed life. So you saw the fight the other night, huh? <clears throat> Yeah, it was a little bit disappointing because after six years waiting for this fight, I'm completely convinced now that boxing is dead. I mean, all you saw during that fight was Mayweather run and hug, run and hug. It kind of sounded like my personal life, and that's not what I wanted to see on Saturday night. I wanted to see a boxing match, and I didn't get to see that. Pacquiao had no chance because every time he tried to um, hit him with something, uh, Mayweather ran or he hugged him. So it was very disappointing, and... Uh, that's why I believe that's the way 
Mayweather fights. Yeah, but th- that's know? why that's why I believe he's not the best of all time. He was saying he was the best of all time. There's no way there are much better boxers in the '80s and Sugar Ray Leonard and Durand and Thomas Hitman Hearns and Marvin Hagler and my, and my buddy Marvel was Marvin Hagler. Yeah, I mean you I'll talk. I have a quick story about Marvin Hagler and myself. We were fairly good friends, and he was in Italy now, so I don't get to see him that often. And um, I was at a fight in Boston. Uh, he was uh, he was at it was a, he was in an exhibition fight, and um, I was doing a radio show in Boston. I was known uh, at that time as Marvelous Marv. I, I did an old, uh, a golden oldie show, doo wop show, mm-hmm. and um, and he um, and he was also Marvelous Marv. You know, and so we were walking out of the uh, the arena together, and um, we were talking, and I and I looked at him, and I said, "Hey, Marvin, one of us going to change our names." And he looked at me very menacingly, and I said, "Okay, Marvin, I'll do it." <laughs> <laughs> of course you would. And some of the and, matches you know, I, that he had with Sugar Ray Leonard, unbelievable. Right, and I saw him about five or six years ago at the WBC convention. He came, he flew him from Italy for the for the convention. And uh, I was um, uh, I was talking to him, and I, I I mentioned this thing that happened about twenty five years ago, and uh, he remembered the incident. Hmm. The great, you know, the two greatest, the three greatest guys I ever met in boxing was Marvin Hagler, Muhammad Ali, and Larry Holmes. There you go. And Muhammad Ali clearly is the greatest boxer of all time because not only did he have power, but he also had defense. He had show. I mean, and even walking away from two years. Out of the boxing game, he came back and still dominated. So that's greatness to me. What, what? I didn't. I didn't watch the fight. I didn't get the fight because to me, I knew it was. I knew it was going to happen in the fight, and to me, it was. It was. Um, uh, it was a media hype. The mm-hmm. whole fight was a media hype. Exactly. And to, to get people to spend a hundred dollars for the pay per view. What a joke! You know, and that's that's what it was, and that's why I didn't want to. Didn't care to see it, and didn't and didn't watch it. And I heard from a lot of people the uh, same thing that you just said, you know. And and I expected that because I know how he is. But um, anyway, um, one more thing before we before we put my theme on and I close out the show. Mm-hmm. I, I want to talk about the uh, NFL draft. Um, I think um, um, Tampa Bay did, made a big mistake. Oh. Take, I think they should have taken Mariota because I think he's going to be a much better quarterback uh, than Jameis. Well, here's my problem with that. Have you ever seen a spread quarterback come into the NFL and succeed? And that's exactly what Marcus Mariota is at this point. He's very raw. Well, I just, I just have a good feeling about him. I don't have a good feeling about um, about Winston. You know. Well, look, I get it. There's off the field issues. He's done some things, but I think we're making too much out of it. And you look on the field. This kid went 26 and one. The last couple of years with Florida State, I think he's clearly ready. He's head and shoulders the best quarterback in this draft, and I think he's going to make the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a playoff team. So write that down. Well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll remember you said that. But and um, um, uh, and good luck to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yes, sir. Two zero <laughs> up on Montreal. Uh huh. Yeah, did a job on him today. Yeah. Anyways, I want to thank you all for listening. Have a marvelous week. And uh, good night, Joy. And uh, until next time, Mob Cutler here. Ciao.